Welcome back to What's the Point of the Midrash, the weekly podcast where we take a look at a rabbinic text and offer suggestions to answer the question, what's the point of the Midrash? And wow, we made it. This is the end of the year, or at least years determined by the Torah reading cycle. As you recall, I reinstituted this What's the Point of the Midrash thing uh, last year at Parshat Bereshit and done it weekly, thank God, been able to keep up a regular schedule, uh, always getting it up before Shabbat, though at different days of the week, depending on what's been going on, and even including some bonus episodes on uh, the Megillot. And we're here. We've got Simchat Torah coming up, and we're going to start it all over again. But before we do, there's one Parsha that we need to talk about. Vizot HaBracha. This is the last Parsha in the Torah, it's almost never, ever studied because unlike every other Parsha in the Torah, this doesn't have a week. There's no Shabbat of Vizot Bracha. The only time that it's read is on Simchat Torah. Now, granted, you read it once, you read it a hundred times, and that is by no means an exaggeration. For those who haven't attended a Simchat Torah service, the custom in many synagogues is to give everyone an aliyah. Normally on a Shabbat, the, we have seven aliyot, uh, throw in a mafter, um, reading the Haftarah, which you have on Simchat Torah as well. But on Simchat Torah, we try to give everyone an aliyah. Although I'm sure given the people who are listening to this, someone's going to point out, well, it's not really everyone because it doesn't include women uh, to the point where we even do kol ne'arim, where children go up and get an aliyah. I am not touching that one right now. <laughs> I got into trouble with that uh, several years ago. Conversation for another time. Um, but for our purposes, uh, Vezot HaBracha may not get its own Shabbat, but it's arguably read more often than all the other Parshiot, perhaps even combined, because you just have the cycles of people going through it over and over again. Depending on a synagogue, you might have multiple tables set up of different minyanim. So you can have like, you know, four, five, six minyanim with Kriya Torah going on at the same time. So there's no real overlap. When I was the Rav in Stanton Street, I would be the Balkari for Simchat Torah. And it was just me. People came in, did an aliyah, just go went on and on and on. Uh, if we had some uh, intermediate time where we had to wait for something, I'd give a little talk. If someone came in late who didn't get an aliyah, would just go and do it again for that person. So yeah, it's one of those things where if you asked me to start laning it now, I could probably do it half asleep because it's just so ingrained. Uh, and although I will say that even those readings take you as far as Devarim Deuteronomy uh, 33.27 verses Ma'unah Lokei Kedem, sometimes called Ma'unah, and that's a separate aliyah for Chatan Torah, so fine, we don't read the entire thing, um, but we read it a lot. But unfortunately, I think because it doesn't have its own dedicated Shabbat, and we are just kind of running through it, no one has any idea what's in there. No one really pays attention to it. Um, and there just really isn't a lot of discussion. Uh, I will say that like a lot of other th- uh, parshiot in Dvarim, you don't have a lot of Midrashim in Dvarim Rabbah on Vizota Bracha. But certainly for the first year of completing what's the point of the Midrash, 
I really don't want to leave it out. Plus, uh, this happens to be a very fun midrash I came across in a completely different context. And it's kind of a wild midrash as far as midrashim goes, at least to me. And I find it interesting, and hopefully you will too, and have this as a good way to close out our first complete year of doing What's the Point of the Midrash? So on Vizota Bracha, we begin with a verse some people may be familiar with from Eshet Chayel, from Proverbs chapter 31, this being verse 29, Rabot banot asu chayel viat alit alkulana. Many daughters have done valiantly, uh, but you surpass them all. So mahu v'at alit alkulana. What is this, you surpass them all? Medaber b'moshe al shenit ala yoter min hakol. This refers to Moses, who is superior to everyone. See, you thought that Eshet Chayel was about a woman. <laughs> no, it's about Moshe, according to this Midrash. Kate said, how is Moshe better than everyone? And now we have a list of Moshe kind of getting into fights with other prominent people in Tanakh over who's better than whom. So first up, we have Adam Harishon. We have Adam, the first man. Omer Moshe, he says to Moshe, Ani gadol mimcha shenivreti betzal Moshe l'kadosh baruchu. I am greater than you because I was created in the image of God. Of God. Minayin shenemar vivrelukim et adam betzal mo. As it says in Genesis 1.27, God created Adam in his image. Amar lo Moshe, Moshe responds to him, Ani nitaleti yoter mimcha. I am greater than you. For you, the honor that was given to you was taken away from you. And he cites here Tehillim Psalms 49.17, the Adam Bikar Bal Yalin, that a man, Adam, abides not in his honor. But for me, the radiant uh, imi- the radiance that God bestowed upon me, imihu, is still with me. Shine emar, as it says from Devarim 34.7, lo chahanta eno velo nas lecho. It says his eyes wasn't dim, nor was his natural force abated. And one of the things for me, just setting aside, you know, Moshe fighting with people over who's greater, what stuck out to me here is, one, Adam is saying, I'm greater than you because I was created in the image of God, which implies that Moses wasn't. Um, and if anyone's interested, I've got a whole post on this on Tzalemelukim uh, in a series I did called Sacred Slogans. Um, and Moshe also responds that whatever Adam had that made him unique and special, that was taken away, which implies that whatever this Tzalemelukim thing is may not necessarily be permanent. That Moshe argues like, yeah, you might have had it, but what you, whatever you had, you lost. But for me, what I have, I still got it. Davar Acher, and we have another explanation, which is a little bit weird of a transition here. Usually Davar Acher is a complete uh, topic change, or at least uh, a different approach to something else, whereas here, even though it says Davar Acher, it's clearly continuing the theme. Consider it one of the other, one of the many quirks in Dvarim Rabbah that we've seen so far. So uh, Adam Harishon, he's out. Next up, though, we have Noah. Noah Hamar Moshe, Ani Gadol Mimcha Shenitzalti Midor Hamabul. Noah says, Moshe, I'm greater than you because I was saved from the generation of the flood. And Moshe responds back to him, Ani nita leti I'm greater than you. 
Why? Ata hitzalta et atzmecha, that you saved yourself. You weren't big enough to save your entire generation. Avalani hitzalti et atzmi vitzalti et dori. But rather, I saved myself and saved my generation that were condemned to destruction at the time of the golden calf. Now, some of you may remember the midrash that we did way, 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 way back by Parshat Noah about the dispute whether or not Noah was on par or better than, I should say, was he better than Moshe or not, with one opinion, one opinion saying Noah was tamim bedorotav, that sure, he was pure in his generation, but next to Moshe, nah, he's not so good. Whereas someone else said, well, if he could be that good surrounded by completely wicked people, if he'd be surrounded by righteous people, how much better could he have been? Here, we've got it completely on the side of Moshe, where he says, Noah says, hey, I got saved. Moshe says, yeah, good job. You only saved yourself. I saved my entire generation by praying for the um, Jewish people for the destruction of, uh, as they were about to be destroyed by the sin of the golden calf. And goes even further to say that if there were two ships in danger in the high seas, on board were two pilots, one saves himself and not his ship, the other saves both himself and the ship, who receives the praise? Surely the one who saved both himself and his ship. And that's your analogy to Mo, uh, to Noah. So yeah, doesn't look so good for him. Next up, we have Avraham. You think he'd fare okay? So Dafar Acher, Avraham Omer Lamosha Ani Gadol Mimcha Shaiti Zan Ovrim Veshavim. I'm greater than you because I used to give hospitality and sustenance to all those who passed by. Omer Lamosha Ani Nitaliti Oter Mimcha. I'm greater than you. Why? You would give food to people who were uncircumcised. Whereas I only fed circumcised ones. And not only that, you gave hospitality in inhabited land where people were dwelling, whereas I fed people in the desert. Now, this is wild, I think, for, you know, that that first thing is, I think, kind of amazing, where Avram gives sustenance to whoever walks by. Moshe says, I'm better than you because the people I gave to were circumcised, meaning I wasn't just giving it to everyone. I only gave it to like worthy or better people. So Moshe is here considered better because he was not as generous as Avraham. Uh, and somehow that makes him superior. And he'll also throw in something else. For those who are familiar with Tanakh, in Yehoshua, book of Joshua, chapter 5, Joshua actually has to circumcise people. That you had a bunch of people who were born in the wilderness uh, during the time, uh, you know, while they were on their way out from Egypt, they were just in the desert, who weren't circumcised. So according to the book of Joshua, even according to, you know, this Midrash doesn't really hold well according to what's being put in the mouth of Moshe. Um, now, the last one, I think, is a decent point. Where it's like, well, sure, anyone can give sustenance when you're an inhabited land and you got flocks and all that, but try feeding people in a desert. 
okay, granted, that's a bit harder. Uh, but that first thing to me is just, you know, one, it seems like a weird flex as they'd say is like, yeah, well, you know, you did it to everyone. I did it only to special people. And according to the book of Joshua, he didn't, uh, he, he did the same thing that Avram did because he, you know, assuming he continuously fed the Jewish people through the man and what that and him getting credit for that, he still was feeding people who were not circumcised. So don't know how you rate that one. Next up, we have Yitzchak. Yitzchak Amar Lamosha, Ani Gadol Mimcha, She Pashati Et Savari Al Gabe Hamizbeach. Isaac says to him, I'm greater than you because I stretched my neck out on the altar. Uh, and I bestowed and I saw the divine presence. So Amar Lamosha, Moshe said, Ani Nitaliti Oter Mimcha. I'm greater than you. Because when you saw the Shechina, your eyesight went dim. So according to this, it's the uh, when the verse in Genesis 27.1 says that the eyes of Yitzhak became weak, it uh, says, That his eyes became weak from seeing. What does it mean to see? From seeing into the divine presence. But I spoke to God face to face and my eyes weren't affected. So according to Moshe, that means he's better than Yitzchak. And last up, we have Yaakov. Or Yaakov Amar Lamosha, Ani Gadomimcha, She Nifgashti Im Hamalach Vinitzachti Oto. Yaakov says to Moshe, I'm greater than you because I fought with an angel in one. Moshe responds back to them, Ata nifgashta im hamalach bapiborin shalcha. You fought the angel on your home turf, meaning earth. But I went up to the angels and fought them on their turf, meaning up to heaven. And first from this being Psalms uh, 68.13, that uh, the angels of hosts flee. So according to this, Moshe says, I'm greater than you, Yaakov, because, yeah, you beat an angel on earth. That's kind of impressive. But I was able to make angels flee in heaven. And because of all of this, Moshe taking it on with Adam, Noah, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, because of this, Shlomo, King Solomon, says in Mishle and Proverbs, Rabban Banot Asu Chayel, that God, there are many daughters have done valiantly, but you are above them all. Because Moses is greater than everyone else, he's the one that's going to bless Israel. So after all that, the point being seems to be, is like, well, yeah, Moshe is the one who blesses the Jewish people because he was better than everyone else. But how we get there seems almost petty, <laughs> the way that we have these conversations of one saying, I'm better than you. It's like, well, I'm better than you because I did that. Um, and it's just, in that respect, I think for me, very, very strange to read. So yeah, that's how we end off this edition, this year, this series of What's the Point of the Midrash? I would love to hear if anyone has thoughts on these exchanges. Please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at jayuter. Find me on Facebook or drop me an email at www.joshuter.com. If you have any thoughts or comments, uh, we hope to be continuing with this next year. Um, maybe 
cheating a bit sometimes just so that we have a little bit more coverage because the balance of Midrashim for Parsha can be a bit out of whack. But from speaking to people, the feedback seems to be uh, people very much appreciate having something related to Parsha Tashavua, keeps things relevant and fine by me, I'd love to keep that up. So you know, might stretch it from one week to another, but I will definitely keep on uh, trying to do as we've been doing. Thank you so much for listening to this class. And if you've been listening for the hallway through, thank you so, so much for listening, for subscribing. I'm not completely up on all the statistics. I don't have a full idea of who's listening to this. Maybe I should. I just don't really have time to follow. Um, but when I do get these comments and thoughts that people say, it really, to me, means means a lot because it shows that not just you know people are subscribing which i guess anyone can do but people are actually listening paying attention and more importantly finding something of value if not inspiration even if it's just some random nugget buried in a midrash someplace that you otherwise might not have seen so please feel free to keep the feedback coming and i've had a lot of fun doing this and i hope to have more fun continuing in the future thank you again have a great week a wonderful simchat torah and of course, a Shana Tova filled with more Torah learning and more Midrashim.